So last week we had uh, Jesus going the only time that we know outside of Jewish territory because he wanted to go someplace where nobody knew him. They didn't know what his identity was. And uh, he did that and lo and behold, a Canaanite woman called him son of David, Lord, son of David, have pity on me. So his identity was blown in a sense, huh? And you remember the rest of that gospel. Uh, he uh, basically called her a dog. And she basically said, yeah, but you know, even pets deserve the scraps that go from their master's table. And then he healed her daughter. Well, identity is uh, kind of what's going on, I think, in the reading, the gospel that we have today, but from a little different perspective. And so Jesus is asking the question. He's back in his home turf with the boys. And, and he said, so what are, people, what are people saying about me? Who do they say that I am? And so they kind of tell him what the word on the street is. Give him all these answers. And then comes the $64,000 question that he says, but, okay, that's what everybody else says, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? Now, think about this for a minute. He wasn't asking for his name. They knew his name was Jesus. In fact, Jesus wasn't the only Jesus. Still isn't the only Jesus. And so Peter... Now here's the guy who denies Jesus, who three weeks ago was terrified in a boat, and, and, uh, and he goes, well, if it's really you, tell me to walk in you in the water. He goes, come on. Who three times Jesus said, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? This is Peter. It's us. And he says, but who do you say that I am? And, and Peter says, you are the Christ. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So, what does Christ mean? It means the anointed, the Messiah, the Savior. So, the question I want us to think about for a few moments this morning is this. Do you love Jesus or you do love Jesus Christ? You probably never thought about that before, did you? I think it's worth our pondering. So we can know a lot about Jesus as a historical person. He was a nice guy, you know, and his, his mom was really holy, and, and he did some good things. We can know all that stuff. You can know every detail that can be known about Jesus. You can look it in the scriptures. You can have all kinds of knowledge about Jesus, and you can still not know him. You can still not know him. I'm an expert on Jesus but you can still not know him. However, if it's Jesus the Christ, it's a different ballgame. First of all, I have to understand in my own life, you have to look at it in yours, do I need a savior? If you don't need a savior, if you don't need to be saved from anything, including yourself, then you can be dismissed right now. You don't even have to stay for the collection. Because being here doesn't make any sense. So if you believe in Jesus the Christ, it's not merely a person, but it's a way of life. And it's a way of life because, you know, we're called to be Christians, not Jesusians. And so Christians, remember what Christians were called before they were called Christians? Anybody remember that? Anybody remember? From your Bible study? People of the way. We were called people of the way. And so in public, they would look and say, go, he's one of them. 
He's one of them. How can they tell? Because of the way they acted, the way they lived. Now, when you go down to Taiwanan or Walmart, do the Christians stand out? No. We're just like everybody else. We're just like everybody else. So the difference between believing in Jesus and believing in Jesus Christ boils down to this. We're called to have a personal relationship with him. We're called to be able to answer that question ourselves, who do you say that I am? I have a, an idea that on final judgment day, God won't say to me, um, John, how many masses did you have in your life? Or how many bazillion rosaries did you say? Or how many people did you bury? I, I think that the questions are going to be more like, although he'll already know the answer, the questions are going to be more like, who was I for you? Who was I for you? It's kind of like if you talk to somebody who doesn't know anything about God or anything about Jesus, and they go, you go to church? What's that all about? Well, you know, I go because I believe in God. Well, what is God for you? Well, somebody isn't asking for some kind of a history lesson there. We're more effective when we say, this is how it works for me. When I got this going on in my life, this is how Jesus helps me. When this happened to me once, this is how Jesus helped me. That's what a personal relationship is. It's not about history lessons, huh? So that's why I think that Jesus' choice of Peter to be the rock is very interesting. He was the denier, okay? Uh, Jesus didn't chose, choose him because of his uh, oratorical uh, competency. He didn't choose him because of his personality. Uh, he didn't choose him because he was perfect. I think Jesus chose Peter because he was open to change. He was open to change. And he came to know that Jesus was the Christ. And so for us as Christians, one of our hallmarks should be that we are people who are open to change, not people who are, don't, don't bother me with the facts. Because the thing of it is, is the more you have a personal relationship with Christ, guess what happens? You change. You can't help it. You know, sometimes people say, more often than not, in confession, they say, well, Father, I got to work on this. No, you don't. You don't got to work on nothing. You keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, and he will change you. He will transform you. So if you're struggling with something in your life or your marriage or at work or whatever's going on, if you're struggling with that, it's not about working on it. It's, it's about getting Christ in the middle of that. Having a relationship with him and say, oh, Jesus, not as a curse. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I can't do this. You got to help me. You never let me down. You got to help me. And see... Peter could do it. He goes, if it's, if it's you, tell me to come on the water. All right. Here we go. And of course, Jesus fell apart. Or I mean, uh, Peter fell apart when he took his eyes off Jesus. The other thing I think that's important for us to come to understand is coming to know the Christ cannot happen in a vacuum. So you can't just have me and Jesus. This is important. This is why we come together. Maybe you never figured that out. 
We, go, we don't come to church because Jesus needs church. We come together because we are formed, we come to understand who Jesus Christ is because of how we're living with other Christians. They help us to understand that it can't happen in a, in a vacuum. We support and discover and figure out how Jesus helps us to face the world. That was the worst thing about COVID when we were shut down because this is what Christians do. So if somebody says, well, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church. Sorry, you're a nice person, but you're not a Christian. This is what Christians do. This is what Christians do. It's an activity, not a mindset. It's a relationship, not a set of beliefs. And so as long as we think that it's, it's one of those other things, that we go to church and check it off, like a car wash, we're not going to have a personal relationship with Christ. So that's why we need to think about Jesus as the Messiah, as my Savior, as the Anointed One. And so Jesus says to you, who do you say that I am? Who do you, he doesn't want a catechism definition. Who do you say that I am? And that answer is going to be different for each one of us. I can't answer it for you. You can't answer it for me. I remember one time when I was at UNI talking to a woman graduate student from Russia. Maybe I've mentioned this before. I'll never forget it. She was very intelligent. And she was doing a, a dissertation on a particular career. And the career she chose to study was me. She knew nothing about Christianity. So all the language that we use didn't mean anything to her. And so I had to kind of rethink how I talked to her over this semester. And I was very interested to get the copy of her final paper that she did. And she had a lot of stuff in there, but she didn't have the knowledge. She didn't know what this was about. It wasn't in her heart. It was just an intellectual thing. So as we continue to pray today, I want, what about you? What about your identity? Is, is Christ part of your identity? Jesus says, who do you say I am? Who am I for you? Am I part of your identity? The answer is not going to come from up here. It comes from down here. We ask Christ to help us to continue to pursue that personal relationship so that we don't just know about him, but we know him. <laughs>